Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. So before we get into today's episode, if you have not left a review, please take a second to leave one. I a little behind the scenes. So I do this podcast completely for free. I have gotten approached to do ads on here and I always say no. I, for now, at least I really want to make this podcast ad free and just succinct and give you the information. In fact, this, uh, this podcast actually costs me money to make because a lot of times I'll buy, uh, research papers and things like that. So for those of you who have left a review, thank you so, so much. I know there are still thousands of you listeners who have not left a review. So this is my guilt trip <laughs> and, um, leaving a review. I'm, I'm kidding, but seriously, if you enjoy this podcast, I would so, so appreciate a rating and review because that's how we grow. Okay. So let's get into the topic of today. When and if cardio interferes with body composition. So you may have heard of something called the concurrent training effect, which is essentially the theory that endurance training or cardio may interfere with strength or muscle gain and thus your body composition. There's endless debate about this topic to this day, and there's endless debate about the validity of if there is any interference. In today's episode, I'll discuss some recent literature and I'll give kind of my practical takeaways based on the findings. So because the research is all over the place, some studies show there's no interference and other studies show there is a significant interference of doing a bunch of cardio on your strength and muscle gain. But when the research is really mixed like this, it tells me that there's likely some validity to this theory that too much cardio can interfere with your gains. And it also tells me that it's highly dependent on the individual and on the specific programming and on how trained that individual is. So I think, you know, before we even get into this, I want to say that doing both cardio and strength workouts is recommended for most people, even if it may attenuate or diminish your strength and hypertrophy a little bit to do cardio at the same time. I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying, do not do cardio. I am not saying that if you're training for like a bodybuilding competition or a specific sport that may be different. But for most of us listening, we want to look and feel our best. We want to improve our health. We want to improve our longevity. So I want to talk about the interference effect from that lens, but just know that I'm not saying cardio is bad. Don't do cardio. Like I always say, just because cardio is good for your health doesn't mean that endless cardio is better. If improving body composition and feeling your best and being overall healthy is your goal, doing more cardio is not the answer for better results. Cardio is great for you, but diet plus building muscle will have the biggest effects as far as body composition changes. We want to lace in cardio, but we don't want to do so much cardio if it's costing your recovery from your strength workouts, because that's going to move you backwards. So I talk about this all the time and in different ways, but today I want to explain this phenomenon in a different way so that you kind of understand some of the deeper physiological pathways that explain why doing more cardio can actually inhibit your progress. So let's go over some of the findings about the interference effect or the concurrent training effect in a recent systematic review with meta-analysis that was published in March of 2023. So just a couple of months ago, reviewed some of the current literature around this topic. So they were looking at HIT and how HIT could, if at all, interfere with strength gains. And then they also looked at lower intensity cardio and if that interfered with strength gains and kind of the magnitude of each. 
And I will link the study in the show notes, by the way, but they found mixed results. Again, this, the research is all over the place on this. And I think it calls, it's a call for some, some better research, but one of the conclusions from this paper was that longer and higher intensity cardio is more likely to interfere with strength and hypertrophy or muscle growth. Whereas lower intensity cardio or less light intensity steady state was less likely to have any negative effects on strength gains. So your higher intensity, longer duration is more likely to interfere with strength and hypertrophy. This tracks with both my own results and from hundreds of you that I've spoken to at this point, but people don't believe it. And people still think that going to the long boot camp classes that are really hard and long duration, they think that that will be the fastest and best way to see results because they're the hardest, they sweat the most, etc. But studies are showing that maybe that is not the best way to improve your body composition. And this is because there is a theory that the higher intensity, longer duration cardio interferes with muscle growth because there's a greater activation of what's called the AMPK pathway, which may inhibit AKT mTOR pathway activation and thus diminish hypertrophy. If you're like, what the heck is that? I'm going to go over it. So what is the AMPK pathway and why should we care? AMPK has been called the guardian of your metabolism. Essentially, it's an enzyme that helps to regulate homeostasis in your body. When AMPK senses a drop in energy, like if you're doing cardio or if you're fasting or low carb, things like that, it adapts to things that deplete your cellular energy and it rewires your metabolism to make it more efficient. One of those downstream effects of the AMPK pathway is that it inactivates mTOR, which prohibits protein synthesis and protein synthesis is what builds muscle. So this means that AMPK may inhibit muscle hypertrophy or muscle growth, or even lead to a breakdown of lean tissue because of its effects on inhibiting mTOR. This is why people who cut calories super low and do a bunch of cardio end up losing muscle. This AMPK pathway is prohibiting protein synthesis, prohibiting them from building muscle, and they're eating away at their lean mass, often unintentionally. AMPK is activated with longer duration and higher intensity. So think your boot camp classes, longer spin, longer hit sessions, all of these types of workouts may increase AMPK activation more than shorter duration cardio or lighter intensity cardio or less light intensity steady state or shorter duration, higher intensity. This is one of the reasons why I do not encourage a focus on 45 to 60 minute high intensity classes. I do not think they're the best for body composition changes. And I think that they can start to wear on your body physically because doing too much cardio may limit protein synthesis and thus muscle gains. And of course, gaining muscle is one of the best things you can do and that you can focus on in your fitness routine when it comes to body composition changes. So this whole pathway is one of the explanations of why you may feel like you're working really hard. If you're going to 45, 60 minute high intensity classes, four five, six times, seven times a week, and you're not really seeing much in the way of body composition changes in the short term, this activation of AMPK may promote fatty acid oxidation, which can contribute to fat loss. So this is one of the reasons why adding in exercise, you may see some newbie newbie gains, or you may see some like 
temporary weight loss. You may see like a couple of pounds of fat loss when you first add in cardio. And this because this is because this new adaptation, this new AMPK pathway may promote some fatty acid oxidation contributing to fat loss. However, when you're doing too much cardio and you have a prolonged activation of AMPK, you suppress protein synthesis, which leads to the breakdown and loss of lean mass, which can decrease your body composition. Lean mass is metabolically active and contributes to body composition and overall metabolic rate. So it's confusing for so many of us because maybe you've been in the position where you've added cardio and you're like, I've added cardio and I've noticed that I've lost a couple of pounds. Studies show that the addition of some cardio in the beginning may lead to a couple pounds of fat loss, but it's very limited. And then you quickly plateau because your body adapts to that energy expenditure and you no longer lose fat at a certain point. In which case, that's why I always say if fat loss is your goal, focus on diet, focus on diet, do not use exercise as a fat loss tool. And then what happens is people add more and more and more and more and more, and eventually they're getting this prolonged activation of AMPK and they're starting to break down and whittle away and eat away at their lean mass, which affects their overall body composition. But we aren't really taught these pathways and we're not taught to look at exercise in this way. So when we start to plateau with that fat loss from cardio, we think, oh, it's because I'm not working hard enough. I'm not doing enough. I need to do more. And we have all this guilt about how we're not doing enough when meanwhile, it's these underlying physiological processes of your body at work. So I think that this is really important for us to understand. And again, just another reason to separate fat loss and exercise. So in other words, just kind of summing this up. The same pathway that's activated with intense and or longer cardio sessions may decrease the effect of your strength training sessions and thus your body composition changes. So does this mean that we shouldn't do cardio? Absolutely not. I'm not saying don't do cardio. Most people will benefit from concurrent training. So doing both cardio and hypertrophy or strength training. It's just one reason why doing more cardio may be a reason why you aren't seeing great results in body composition. I apologize for all the outdoor noises today. I feel like Venice is just wilding. (laughs) Sorry for the sirens and planes and motorcycles, all those things. Okay, back to the episode. So not only can too much cardio have an acute or immediate effect on your strength gains via this inhibition of protein synthesis, but too much repetitive and chronic cardio can really wreak havoc on your system as a whole. Many of you already know that, right? Too much cardio and too much repetitive cardio can start to cause joint degeneration, hormone imbalances, and more. And this is not to scare anyone away from doing cardio, but it's just a call for us being more intentional with how you programming it and how you program it into your routine and not leaning on cardio as a weight loss tool. At this point, you may be asking yourself, well, okay, how do I know how much cardio should I be doing? You can't always know for sure how much cardio is benefiting you versus how much is potentially harming you. And we can give you overall guidelines, which we always say about 150 minutes of light to moderate intensity cardio per week. So you're falling in that lower intensity, steady state cardio. Um, that is like brisk, brisk walks, jogs, swim, swims, easy bike rides, anything that's like lightly elevating your heart rate, but you could still hold a conversation. So about 150 minutes per week of that. And then optional is to add in one to two short hit sessions per week, short as in like around 15 minutes ish or even less. So even for some people, they might be doing that 
alongside their strength training routine. And maybe that might be too much. I was in a situation recently where I felt like my hit workouts were interfering with my ability to recover from my strength workouts. So I talked about this on social media recently, but I took out hit completely for maybe like a month and a half or so at this point. And the first couple of weeks, I immediately felt better. My sleep was better. I wasn't so sore. My body physically felt better. And then a couple of weeks later, I noticed like, oh my gosh, my weights feel so light. I feel so strong. I'm like, wow, this is really making a difference. And then a couple of weeks later, I'm like, now I'm starting to notice maybe even a little bit more muscle growth and hypertrophy. So I had the hypothesis that, you know, I was kind of emotionally stressed from things going on in my life. And that hit session, that one hit session that I was doing each week was interfering with my ability to recover from my strength workout. So I took it out and I now feel like I'm seeing better benefits. I might add it back in, in the future. I'll make sure to keep y'all posted if, and when I do add it back. But for now I'm like, I am feeling really good without it. So it, this is what I encourage you to do for yourself. You just have to test and reactively adjust based on your own symptoms the quicker you can reactively adjust, the better. And I talk about this a lot, but you'll know that you need to scale back the cardio when you start to have these symptoms. Joint pain, constant soreness that doesn't seem to go away quickly, fatigue, memory loss, or brain fog. That's always a big one for me when I'm feeling like brain fog or I'm feeling like I'm super forgetful. That's always a big one for me. Sleep issues, mood issues, All of those things are indications that you need to scale the cardio back a little bit and that you will likely see better results from doing less. So I recommend the first thing to go is your higher intensity, longer duration work. So if you are going to a boot camp class or a spin class, which I'm not a fan of doing those at all, I think the benefits um, are just not worth the cost, but that's what I would recommend taking out first. And then if you're not doing any of that, taking out your short duration, high intensity work. So if you're an Evelyn member and you're doing the Wednesday hit class, you could try taking that out and see what happens. So aside from that, I want to go over some other quick practical applications for success with concurrent training. If you're like, I want to be doing both cardio and strength training, what are some recommendations? Recommendation number one is to stop doing more than a few minutes of hit at a time. So limit your hit sessions to like 15, maybe 20 minutes max. And that's interval training, right? So all on effort for, you know, 30 to 60 seconds and then breaks in between. And all of that should take like 20 minutes or less, including your warm up and a cool down. So it's really, really not a lot. It's think like compact, short bursts of all out intensity. And you don't want to be doing hit more than like, I recommend, I I like to recommend two times a week max. I found that once a week was good for me for a while. And like right now, zero times a week is best for me right now. Um, I think a lot of people are doing like 45 minute hit sessions, like four times a week. Please do not do that. It is not benefiting you. I promise the longer higher intensity workouts are likely increasing that AMPK signaling and decreasing adaptations from your strength workouts. So again, this is why I'm not a fan of like the long intense boot camp workouts that are generally just cardio. And a quick aside about boot camp workouts is that a lot of times they're like, well, I'm lifting weights, so I'm doing strength training. And people get confused with these boot camp classes where they're like, I'm lifting, so that must mean I'm I'm gaining muscle. This isn't cardio, this is lifting weights. So Even though you're lifting weights, one of the principles of hypertrophy is that you are approaching failure in each set. 
and you're giving each muscle group enough recovery time and doing set work. So even though you're lifting weights, you may not be getting close enough to that failure point within a group class or targeting any one muscle group enough to load that muscle effectively. So it kind of just ends up falling into a cardio category rather than a strength training hypertrophy category, if that makes sense. So this means that you could be, you know, using a lot of energy and putting a lot of stress through your body and joints for not a super high return. So again, this is why, um, if it's between moving and not moving at all, please continue to go to the bootcamp classes. I get it. And sometimes they're really fun. I totally get that. Not everything has to be about like optimizing body composition, but if you are, if you want to improve your body composition, you're frustrated that you're not seeing results and you feel like you're working hard because you're going to intense bootcamp classes, that could be why. Okay. So that's the first recommendation is to limit high intensity to really short durations infrequently throughout your week, if at all. Number two is that if you're struggling to recover, if you're doing hit and light intensity cardio and strength training, and you're struggling to recover from your strength training sessions, another thing you could try is periodizing hit. So you could strategically add in hit for like a quarter and then remove it for a few months, a quarter, and then add it back in. So you could see your year long plan as like, okay, Q1, I'm going to add in hit one to two times per week. Q2, I'm going to take it out. During Q2, I'm going to focus on hypertrophy. I'm going to build up my muscular threshold. I'm going to let my body recover. And then maybe I'll add in hit again in Q3. And then I take it out again in Q4. Totally arbitrary programming here or arbitrary example, but this is something that you could try. And it's actually something that I might try for myself. I'll make sure to keep you all posted on how that goes. Um, when I do add, when I do add hit back in, if I add it back in. So remember that we have the rest of our lives to exercise. So trying something for a year to see if it works or not is not wasting time. Because if you stumble upon something that works like a charm, now you have that and you're like, Oh wait, this is the answer for me. This is what works really, really well for my body. And you can have that going forward. So it's not a waste of time to play around with things like that. Number three is that if you're struggling to recover from doing hit low intensity and strength training, you could play around with where you put your high intensity work in your week. So if you want to keep in hit, and again, I, I am biased at this point because I'm seeing such great returns from taking out my hit. I'm seeing like it's I keep saying this, but it's addition by subtraction. But if you want to keep it in, what you could try is adding it at the very end of your week, like having it be the last workout of your week, and then making sure that you have like a couple of recovery days right afterwards. So if you're an Evelyn member, what you could do is you could take the classes in reverse. So you could take full body on Monday and then, you know, upper body on Friday. And then after your upper body workout, you could take a hit session right afterwards. And then you have two days two full days to recover. So you could play around with the order of your workouts to see how that feels and if that helps you recover. And then uh, a fourth recommendation is that if body composition is your goal, make sure to focus on strength training first and then adding in cardio. Studies show that when the ratio of strength work to cardio is two to one or three to one, so more strength work in relation to cardio work, you will see better hypertrophy gains and better outcomes and therefore better body composition than if that ratio is one-to-one. So again, just another call for considering making strength kind of the cornerstone and then lacing in your cardio. Don't worry about getting that ratio perfect. It's just more 
to focus on strength over cardio. And then doing resistance exercise first, like if you're going to do a workout where you do a strength workout and then you follow it with some cardio, do the strength workout first because cardio may cause more fatigue and affect the quality of your lifting sessions. Plus it has the potential for activating that AMPK pathway and inhibiting protein synthesis. So if, if you are doing them in the same session, do strength training first and then cardio. Another thing that you could try is if you're doing strength and cardio in the same day, separating the two sessions, doing one in the morning and one in the afternoon or in the evening and allowing a few hours in between. This is a great tool that you can use and studies show that when it comes to concurrent training, this may be the least likely to result in strength or hypertrophy attenuation. But again, you got to be practical and consider like what you're going to stay the most consistent with. So if you do your strength training in the morning and you're like, if I don't do my cardio right afterwards, it's not going to happen at all. Okay. Then maybe just keep it as is. It's not a huge deal, but you may feel like it's easier from a lifestyle perspective to separate them and break them up a little bit. For me, I think I would personally enjoy this. I would, I would enjoy lifting in the morning and then doing some like light cardio in the afternoon. Not only do I feel like it would probably pick up my energy in the afternoon, but um, it, it might feel like both sessions are individually more effective by separating them out. Okay. So those are kind of my recommendations. Let's talk about if you decide to take out hit, when do you add it back in? There's really no easy answer to this. If you've been chronically overdoing the cardio, like you've been doing long hit sessions, three, four, five, six, seven times a week for years or decades, your hormones and overall inflammation levels are likely going to take months to recover. It is not an overnight fix. However, from my experience, from someone who's been through this, when you take out all that high intensity work and you focus on hypertrophy and lighter cardio, you will likely feel better within a month, which is super motivating to like feel better. You're like, Oh my gosh, I am seeing my body is already thanking me for doing this one month. Truly for so many people, I, I saw for me positive body composition changes after two months. And then after three months, I felt like a completely new person. I was like, okay, I'm never going back to, um, slamming my body into the ground like that. So I wouldn't give yourself a strict timeline on adding it back. You'll know when you have the capacity to add it back because you'll feel high energy. You won't feel depleted. You'll feel really clear headed. You'll feel like you have the space and capacity to add it back in. And again, I'm going to keep you all posted on when I decide to, if I decide to add hit back in and kind of how I knew it was time. I'm feeling so good right now. I feel like I probably could add it back in, but I'm going to wait a little bit longer. Um, and just to make sure that my body can like fully feel better and fully recover from kind of the stressful last six months that I had. So I'll, I'll keep y'all posted when I do add it back in. And then when you do add it back in, monitor your, your symptoms, right? So if you feel amazing, you're on the right track, your body will give you warning signs. If it, if you added it too soon, when you add it back, start with low frequency. So ease back in. So if you're adding high intensity, four minutes, just do four minutes of high intensity, add a warm up four minutes. You could do some sprints or whatever. Um, some sit to stand, some bike sprints, hill sprints, whatever it is, some intervals, and then add a cool down. And then you're done in like 10 minutes, including warm up and cool down. If you're an Evelyn member, you could do the first half of our cardio burst class and then fast forward to the cool down. So just play with adding it back in really, really slowly. 
Okay, everyone, that is the interference effect, concurrent training effect. I hope this episode was helpful. If you're someone who you feel like you're burned out from doing a ton of high intensity exercise, or if you feel like you're exercising, but you're not really seeing the results that you want, I want to invite you to join our burnout bootcamp program. This is body recomposition without overdoing it, without overtraining, without burning yourself out. So it comes with a workshop where I kind of break down how to exercise in a way that's going to build your body up. And then we also go through a nutrition plan in that workshop, because remember body recomposition is highly dependent on how you're eating. And then within that program, you get five classes, five of our strength classes that you can keep forever and you can take them over and over if you want. So I will put that link in the show notes below. If you want to join other than that, don't forget to leave a review. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.